Hello there in podcast land and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where we always have lots of opinions with zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give your insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host Adam, I'm joined by the maestro. Hey guys. And by Catboy. That's me. Yo. Yeah. This oh, week, on, on. we are watching 2014's Kingsman, The Secret Service. There's a new Kingsman movie coming out, which I believe is a... Oh. Really, Cowboy? <laughs> so thirsty. Uh, there's a new Kingsman movie coming out, uh, which is a prequel to the Kingsman we're watching now, so it's, it's good times. Yeah. This is directed by Matthew Vaughn. It stars Taron Egerton, Colin Firth, Mark Strong, Samuel L. Jackson, and Sophia Batuli. Butila. Butala. Butea. Sophia is who it stars. That's good. Uh, <laughs> synopsis of the film. Then we'll get into our thoughts about it. A spy organization recruits a promising street kid into the agency's training program while a global threat emerges from a twisted tech genius. Have you seen this movie before, Mr. Actually, yes. Yeah? I watched this several times. All right. Yeah. When's the first time you saw it, you think? Uh, four months ago. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cowboy, have you seen this before? No. no I, don't know. I might watch it again. This, it this was... was brought to my attention from Hollywood. Yeah, when it, when it first came out, he showed me the trailer for it, and I was like, "That looks like something I would get into." Yeah, and then about a year after that, I uh, actually watched it, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was very excited. And then the second one came out, and I watched that one. And uh, first one, I think uh, I enjoyed the first one a lot better than, than the second one. Oh, but not to the point where it's like meh, meh. they they messed up the whole thing now. <laughs> but anyway, I, I I enjoyed the first one quite a bit. So the- worst sequel ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Die Hard. Oh, uh, I I enjoyed this a lot, uh, which is rare for movies we do on spoilers. So this was kind of a fun thing for me. Uh, of course, I chose this movie to do, but that's based on <laughs> the Kingsman coming out. Okay, the new one, and it's just fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah, I agree. I, I read somewhere that this is the Kingsman is to James Bond as Kickass is to superhero movies. Oh, it's a parody. Yeah. Where it's it's kind of like that's they're taking that genre and making a movie about it and uh-huh. uh, making uh, satire almost yeah satire yeah I, I I was I was never into Kickass as much as I am into Kingsman though really you yeah. didn't like Chloe Deschanel or is it not Chloe Chloe something Zoe Deschanel no no not Zoe Deschanel Zoe. her name is Chloe <laughs> she's the one in Kickass yeah it's fine she's the girl Dakota, she's Dakota Fanning no not Dakota Fanning no her name's Chloe oh, I think I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed them, but I after I was done, I was like, oh, my God, I need to see more. Good point. With Kingsman, I was like, oh, please. Where's the next Kingsman serving? Okay. Good. <laughs> yes. yes. I, need, I need to get refitted for more Kingsman. Did you, <laughs> so Taylor's. I did have a question for you. Remember that whole bit they were talking about? In the, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You remember the whole bit they were talking about, like, Oxford before, like, Oxford before Brogues? Yeah, something like that. Did you know what that meant? Uh, I know Oxford was a type of shoe. Yep. I didn't know the, bro- the other one was a type of shoe. Oh, yeah, yeah. My question is, it seemed, I don't know, maybe, because, were there some cameos in there? Um, in the uh, church scene where they were all beating each other up? Was that oh, Steven Seagal? No. Oh, really? It, it, no. It, there was one guy that looked like, oh, my God, that could have been what? Steven no, Seagal. No, Steven Seagal is way chubbier now. This guy was the chubby, like a chubbier <laughs> dude. He like, still has his hair, dude. Yeah. Okay, now I'm, you know, I'm curious. Uh, yeah, I, I, did, I didn't know anything. The, there was one girl in there pushing a stroller that I thought was uh, Rose from... Uh, no, from Doctor Who? Yeah. I, I, have, I remember thinking that thought. That that was uh, his mom, Eggie's mom. Looked a little uh, Rose Tylery. 
That's not Iggy's mom. But it's Iggy's. I know. No, yeah. not Iggy's mom. There was like this oh. bit where there was this girl that was pushing a stroller, and she looked up. She had blonde hair, and I was like, is that Rose? Oh, I don't know. I'll look it up. Doing right, a little bit cameo or something like that. I, I, don't, I don't know. Like I said, I, I do this, though. When I watch movies for spoilers. <laughs> there was uh, there was mention of Iggy Azalea. I don't think we ever saw her. Uh, maybe. I don't know. But it, it was uh, it's just fun. It's just good times. Because it, it sets up the premise, I think. Eh, not exactly, but it's not super serious. The movie itself, I don't think it was ever meant to be taken super seriously. It's kind of tongue and cheeky. Uh, the, the whole talk about movies within the movie, I thought was was brilliant. When Samuel L. Jackson is talking to Colin Firth about uh, the the spy movies from back in the day and how the villain was, I was wanted to be a villain. I was wanted to be a spy. I'm like, oh, hmm, interesting. And they talked about. They basically talked about the movie within the movie, which I thought was brilliant. And then the lines of, oh, this is the part of the movie where you're going to say some something smart to me and then torture me. Right. It's like it's not, not, not that, that kind of movie. movie. Oh, bam. bam. And then at the end, right before Samuel Jackson dies, are you going to say some clever pun now? <laughs> not that kind of movie. Not that kind of movie. Bam. I, 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 I didn't like his little uh, sidekick. The, the, uh, the blade? The, for, the uh, gazelle. Yeah, it, yeah, it was what she's called. For, for legs, her prosthetics. That, it, yeah, it's a, little, it's a little weird. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, uh, there's, there's a lot of parts of the movie, the, with my spoilers goggles on, that was things didn't match up as far as what's the power of these things. Uh, the blades at one point cuts a guy clean in half, and then it's not The possibility of that happening. Let's ask a guy who is into martial arts. Can, could you cut somebody in half like that? If you had those so gazelle cleanly. legs, gazelle legs, yeah, the the the, the girl that played the gazelle, she had the the the, the gazelle. You mean the girl with the prosthetic legs that had right. the eyes to come out of the heels? Who cuts Lancelot straight in half at the be, uh, beginning of the movie? That's pretty cool. Possibility wise, in real she, life, even with like uh, the sharpest katana sword or something like Look, that. Look, regardless of the sharpest katana sword, the main thing about it is is if this it has to be quick enough. She has the blade. Obviously, had to be sharp enough; otherwise, it wouldn't have happened, right? Mm-hmm. And she couldn't deviate from any angle at any point. So, if it, it, honestly, it could have been done, but there had to be a lot of force behind it. I mean, like a ridiculous amount. She would have to fall from two, three stories high with the force. With her grab right down. Well, let's just say she's like. But what? then also land. How many? How much weight should we say? One hundred thirty, one hundred forty-five. Uh, not even. Not even. I would say like buck twenty, buck twenty-five. Well, it depends. She did have I would a say, lot of metal. I was about to say also muscle mass as well. I think she might be a little yoked. So maybe, yeah, let's go with one forty. Okay, so I, I'm bad at estimating, but let's just go with that. I need to do the math, but I don't think that's possible from her angle what she was doing. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, but that, those kinds of things to me are just like, eh, who cares? Because you could, <laughs> if you were to cut a person in half, not like vertically. But like you know, from a different sort of like a transactional plane or whatever plane where it's like cut it from the waist, right. that was completely plausible. That's plausible, right? Because you only have to deal with the spine at that yes, point, exactly. And the, rest, the entire well, skeleton. I mean, uh, the thing is, though, is I'm not so sure about that. I watch this show called Forged in Fire. Oh yes, okay? oh. And when they do these kill tests on yes. these uh, dummies, these ballistic dummies, yes, and e- even some of the sharpest swords that they use. It only gets like halfway into the body. Exactly. Yeah. As sharp as it may be, surgical steel even be the case. Surgical sharp. 
it has to have so much force behind it for it even to happen. Right. The reason why cleavers exist or the guillotine exists is because the amount of pressure and force caused to sever. And those things are thick. Yes. A lot of weight behind it. Yes. And that severs just the spine, not the actual skull. Right. Yeah, but like this, like I said, this, this movie I think is not meant to be taken like this oh is, god no, this is not a James no. Bond movie. This no, is, I know. This is but a, I got to pick on something. I, I mean, the guy's wearing a bulletproof suit as well, yeah. so she got to the bulletproof suit. <laughs> well, if you say that, then you have to poke fun at Keanu Reeves in the in the in, in um, John Wick. He does the same thing. He's like, "How are we dressing today for whatever we're doing? Let's go with tactical." Tactical, yeah, and it's a bulletproof mesh inside of his suit. Oh, that's fine. He didn't get cut in half. No, he didn't. Oh, that's an interesting point as well. If the if the Kingsmen do have bulletproof suits on, that means this knife had to have cut through that. Yes, that's some uh, that's a crazy blade, man. Uh huh. Which basically says like we deny you your reality. We substitute it with someone else's. That's all right. All right yeah. I, I didn't say I didn't enjoy it. I'm just no. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? I got to like pick on something. Sounds like you hated it, man. No. And I, I'm taking a lot of offense. I enjoyed, I enjoyed I it. I was <laughs> actually quite entra- entranced with the way they set up the, the feet blades. That was actually really cool because it was like on like, you know, those, the what she was actually stepping on most of the time was basically that little flipper thing. Right. The prosthetic. Yeah, yeah that yeah. prosthetic. But it was like the setup that they would have for, um, what do you call it? The blades retracted. A sewing machine. Exactly. They retracted and it comes out just the – well, not retracted really, but uh, – it, it can yeah. push out. Yeah. It's it's a weird setup. Yeah, it's a weird setup. But Extract? It, right. Ooh. But it's a really nice setup. Man, I've seen people do stuff like that when they were on to do like a version of like – Stilts, okay. for like you remember the movie Underworld? Yeah, the werewolves in that fi- in those films had those types of like uh, flipper based or like uh, backwards bending knees. Exactly. Yes. Oh yeah. That's, and that's how. But that's, that's how they funny. kept their. Uh, that's how they kept that look as they would run around. Yeah, one of the aliens in Men in Black had that too. Exactly. The guy oh. from the beginning, the one at the very yeah. beginning, right? Yeah, he jumped up. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Right. But the thing about it is, is with that size also requires an immense amount of distance that she did not show. So what I'm trying to think is she'd probably have to come up with a new fake alloy, like vibranium. Well, he's also she's working for like the tech genius of the world. Yeah, so, so I mean, vibranium. He, he could have – if he, he developed a, a chip in a phone that sends off a neurotoxin basically that makes everyone kill each other, I think he could develop a, a, a steel that could cut maybe. Saying. He's a smart guy. Yeah. Yeah. I like the scene where, uh, was it uh, not Lancelot, uh, Galahad? Galahad? Mm-hmm. Uh, locks the, the bar doors. Oh, se- oh my God. Oh, that was great. Yeah. yeah. I, li- I like the technology in it, that, the umbrella. Yes. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I, well, I, was, I, was, I think that's the thing, this, the scene in the movie that got me like, I don't care what else the movie's about from here on out, I am in yeah. 100%. What did he say when you locked the Manners door? Manners maketh man. man. Are you gonna live by that now? Yeah, yeah. I, I, and that's another thing I love about this movie is, is because they're classy. They're classy guys. There's, a, they, they live by a certain standard of being gentlemen while also kicking major ass mm-hmm. and having all the coolest toys. <laughs> I want to be a, I want to be a Kingsman. <laughs> I, I thought it was just clever that their code names are all knights at the round table. Yeah, yeah. that was that and was nice. You got King Arthur, and then you have Merlin. Yeah, Merlin. Yeah, he, and he's he, he's the guy doing the magic behind the yeah, scenes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That guy. Oh, I then, think it was ingenious. Absolutely. So also very British. Yeah. Quite, quite, quite. I just think didn't they like break code so many times that film though when he called him Eggsy? 
Uh, he wasn't a knight yet. He wasn't a Kingsman. Oh, that's right. He that didn't pass. T- in fact, I don't think he was officially a Kingsman at all until no. maybe after credits or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was. He was there. Yeah, because they had because because uh, they had they dis, they had to disown Arthur pretty much too. Yeah. Well, Arthur killed himself. Yeah. Michael Caine. Uh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. That's the way. That's the way Hollywood told me to say it. You have to say Michael Caine in a slight British accent. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. That's how he says his name. Michael Caine. Ah, yeah, Michael Caine. Yeah, indeed he is. Uh, the, the glasses, fantastic. The mm. um, technology in the glasses is something that we, I, you we always got, wanted. We, we got to be getting. Yeah. We got to be close, right? My question is: is okay, the, the the first scene where you see the glasses, I go, put your glasses on, and they're having this meeting with all the other Kingsmen. Yeah, those other Kingsmen were not there. Right. I, so I did was have that, that question like, as was well. Was that like a hologram of them from where they were at? Yes. They, and with the glasses on, they like portray themselves there? It, and then, It's basically the, the, uh, the glasses act as VR goggles. And the other Kingsmen are in different locations all across all of Europe or whatever, uh, wherever they're stationed. Uh, it's it's got to be over the, around the UK maybe. Think of it this way. Um, the way I can see it is this. They have the entire room set up. In the same like fashion everywhere they are, right. So all they have to do really is just basic. It's basically like a VR goggles, but in real time. That's exactly. Yeah. yeah. You sit down. This is your location. The, your VR stations show you where you are in that room. It projects you into another room. So when you're playing a VR game with anybody else, when they're walking around, you can see them, and you see them walking around, and they see you where you are. But it's all just based on technology stuff. So they see you when you are there, and when they see there, you're what? <laughs> so, so you're saying in the future we can do this podcast, and I can be sitting in a replica room at my house, yeah, and we can just put our glasses on. It's actually possible now. Yeah. It, so you're telling me I could just get out of the restroom in like basically like and a robe. This, before you finish, this is exactly why we're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Because I already see where you're going, and I refuse to have that. So you just, so you really want me to just drive over here in my robe then? Yes. I'd rather you be here in your robe than you be at home in your robe and at some point forget we're there, and then now I'm seeing things that I want to see. It's the same. He's, he's going to be here in his robe, forget that he's here, right. and we're going to see it in real life, not on a video. But at least I'd rather way, be able to cover up a video. <laughs> but this way, there's no lag. You see, no, <laughs> no, I think he'd be oh lagging. My. <laughs> no, and feel around vision. <laughs> yeah, so the, the tech is pretty amazing. Uh, they basically have a one of those bank tube things to shuttle you all around the entire continent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tailor shop, the Kingsman tailory. There's a room that takes you into the underground lair. They got all the gadgets in there as well, which are all pretty cool. What's your favorite gadget out of the Kingsman's artillery? Ooh. Hmm. Interesting. The umbrella. Yeah. I, I would say the umbrella, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a slam dunk right there. Pretty much. I mean, it, it, the umbrella is just... But, I mean, take the umbrella out, I would have to say the ring with the 50,000 volts. Oh, the, yeah, the taser? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I want one of those. I like the watch with the, uh, the dark stun yeah. and uh, amnesia. <laughs> the ninja dart, yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> uh, funny. Yeah, so so this the scene that we all enjoyed in the bar where he's trying to recruit Eggy to get become a Kingsman, and people are trying to rough him up, and he basically kicks the crap out of them all. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant fight scene because because he's being proper the entire time until they're like, 
yeah, why don't you go start off with uh, one of your whatever's? And he's like, all right, now now we're gonna have a lesson to manners. Yeah, click click. Manners maketh man. Turn around, mug to the face, gratuitous fight scenes, stabbings, and beautiful, beautiful oh, fight scene. I I thought the training that they went through to become okay. Kingsman yeah. was pretty cool. Right. Yes. Um, and then you find out that in the first scene when the room started filling up with water, that girl that died was actually an agent for yeah. them and was just playing a part. Yeah. But like like Eggsy, 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 uh, the parachutes, you know, mm. he's like, what, what do you mean? I landed it. And he's like, yeah, you need to yeah, take, take that, that chip, chip off, off your shoulder. shoulder. And pulls his parachute. Yeah, because they, they like seven people jump from a plane, and they're like, "All right, great, you guys can read your HUDs, fantastic. Everybody can, anybody can read a, read a heads up display." Now you got to think quickly. Like, if one of your parachutes didn't work, now what do you do? Now they're all freaking out. Oh no! Yeah. Is it my parachute? I'm out! I'm out! And then they're down to the last two. It's all right. It's, it's, you or I have a failed parachute, so work together. They bear hug. Parachute goes off. Eggy lands. And he's pissed off. Why is my parachute the bum parachute? And then Merlin is like, eh, you know, first of all, <laughs> you don't talk to me that way. <laughs> you have something to say. Like you can come up to my ear and you whisper it. You never say it out loud. <laughs> then he walks up and he pulls the parachute off and like, oh, no, he was fine the whole time. It was just a training exercise. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was fun. You would have thought after that scene when he got to this, the, the part where he had to shoot the dog. Yeah. I don't know, man. That would have been hard for me. Yeah. You're not wrong, especially the bond that he made with that dog. Let, let me explain to you in, in uh, embarrassing detail how hard that would be for me. Uh, this, this last weekend, uh, I went to uh, Bonelli Park right here in San Dimas uh, with, with my dad, my stepmom, uh, brothers, sister, and daughter. And we decided, hey, let's go fishing. All right. Got a license. Get a can of worms. Get to the thing. I can't. I can't bait him, man. You were crying to I stick the worm I, on the hook. I couldn't. I couldn't kill the worm. I, it was very you want, for me. If you want the <laughs> okay, so here's a little tidbit of information. Each segment of the worm has its own heart. I you know. Can pull it in part in half, I, and the other half still going to live. Understood. I saw this when my dad accidentally ripped one in half and stuck the second half on a second hook, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> did you use? Did he use a syringe to blow it up? No, really? No, he just he he just went for it and he nailed it <laughs> like a pro. And I, was, I, I I put I put the worm on the hook, feed it on the hook, you know. Yeah, and see. then I take a syringe and I poke it into the worm and I blow an air bubble in there. Oh my god! See, this so, is so cool. So that way, when 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 my weight hits the bottom of the lake, the worm is floating. Oh my god! And its tail is wiggling right. like this, and that's what attracts the fish. Understood. Yeah. I just I, I I couldn't can't do it I can't yeah I know I, so I, what would have happened if you caught a fish that, that's the weird thing because I've been fishing before and I use other smaller fish as power bait, bait. yeah I, and that's fine with me because I'm gonna I'm trying to catch a fish so this little fish fine <laughs> you're on the hook Woo! or pieces of fish cut it up put it on the hook and throw it out even done with squids. But worms are like, they're so defenseless. They have nothing. They have no arms or legs. They're just kind of minding their own business. All of a sudden, they got a, a poker up their asshole. A lot of fish are helpless. Nah, I'm sure they're bullying other fish. What What does a worm bully? <laughs> nothing. The earth. 
It tears not holes wrong. in the earth. He's not wrong. <laughs> nah, I just I don't know. It, it it was it was a weird feeling for me. So I guarantee you, even if I knew there was blanks in the gun, and I'm point, as I'm pointing at the dog, I, I, I would not be able to pull the trigger. It would be, it'd be very weird for me. So in this film, uh, Galahad mm-hmm. is produced, is the, is the agent, let's say the 007 of this movie. Right. He's been portrayed by two people. Okay. Galahad is both Eggsy and uh, Harry Hart. Uh, yes, uh, yes. Colin Firth, who plays Galahad as we know him. Yes. And uh, Ter- to Egerton, which is also Galahad. Right. Yes. Yeah, because uh, at some point in the movie, Galahad dies. Uh, Samuel Jackson shoots him in the face. And then Eggsy becomes Galahad. Yes. We don't know that. Yes, we, we, do. we do. No, we don't. Sure we do. Yes, we do. They never called him Galahad in the movie. Oh, well, they call him Galahad in the second movie. <laughs> so... <laughs> Thanks for rooting that. <laughs> Freaking spoilers. <laughs> Welcome to spoilers. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> he, is, he, he does take over. He, he's Galahad. Although, I think you still still watch the second movie. It's, it's, it's easy to assume he becomes Galahad. Right, okay, exactly. Yeah. Technically speaking. Of course. He's never called Galahad in this movie. Right. I guess it would have been nice for them to call him Lancelot, because that's who his father was. But... Lancelot was taken over by the girl. That's true, Roxy. Yeah, yeah. So, she, so he doesn't shoot the dog. That's the final test. Yes. Is uh, and I think the whole point of the test is: can you follow orders? Yes. Regardless of how you feel, you're told an order to do it, and he couldn't do it, yeah. so he's out. He then steals uh, Michael Caine's car, yeah, and tries to go beat up his uh, mom's boyfriend, which is a dickhead. And then um, before that happens, and then Galahad takes the car over, brings him over, like, "Hey, why are you being such a dick, man?" <laughs> and then he shows in the most proper way possible. Why are you being such a dick? Shows him his dead dog. <laughs> yeah, so I had to do it. Too. You shot your dog. Yeah, yes, like, and you had him stuffed. Yes, that is my stuffed dog. It's like I shot him after. Then I brought him home. <laughs> I took care of him for the next thirty years, and he died of natural causes. And then I had him stuffed. I'm like, wait, what? But he never shot him. Yeah, there were blanks. I know. Yeah. Now I thought it would be funny. It's like you shoot the dog. Okay. Shoot him in the foot. <laughs> you didn't say point. shoot and kill the dog. You said shoot the dog. That's a really good point. You can shoot him in the tail and be done with it all. Right. All right. Let me see. Okay. Good. Uh, this was going to be part of trivia, but I took it out. But apparently, this is based off a comic book. I don't know if you guys know that. No, I didn't. But this, now I do. This is based off a comic book. In the original comics, they actually do shoot and kill the dogs. But. They thought, we're going to lose the audience if we do that. <laughs> so they switched it up and made it so that it was blanks and then it died natural causes. Because the stuffed dog is still part of the comics and still part of the storyline, apparently. Yeah. Uh, this is news to me, and I, I now want to read the comics. I'm very oh, curious. Okay. But yeah, in the, original, in the comics, I guess they do actually kill the dogs. So your no. name's not George. It's not, it's not George. What? You're curious. That's <laughs> a bad joke. All right, let's see what else in the movie. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, outside of the bar scene, my favorite scene in the movie was when he Galahad basically which Galahad uh, the original Galahad basically kills the Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the church because it had to be the Westboro Baptist. The Westboro Baptists are the ones that God hates fags. They're the ones that are protesting at any funeral, uh, faggot in hell whenever some gay actor dies or if a Marine dies and like, oh, sinner in hell. And it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? They're protesting 
things that there should be nice moments and they're saying yeah america's doomed and we're all doomed and that faggot or who, that guy needed to be in hell because he's the worst and america's the worst i hate those people so much with a passion he basically went to that church and this is this is the ground zero for the testing of samuel jackson's uh, neurotoxin yeah. that made everybody crazy and started killing each other so he kills the entire church and it was glorious he does this so well too. Everybody's killing everybody because everybody's basically uh, has the, uh, the the rage virus from yep. twenty eight weeks later. Yep. Without uh, the blood stuff going on. Yeah. Every, so everybody's after everybody. There's people getting impaled. There's people have guns for some reason. But yep. then again, this is in Kentucky, so I guess that works. Yep. And uh, he's creatively killing a lot of people in the church. Creatively is an understatement. It is. And at one point, you see it, uh, what is it, first-person mode? Yep. Well, uh, Eggsy's at home watching, and he's like, what the? Everybody's freaking out. Even Merlin's like, what is happening? Yep. <laughs> Did you know the family guy replicated this entire fight scene? Did they? Yes. And uh, With the chicken? No, not with the chicken. Oh, okay. With um, Brian. Not Brian. Uh, who's, uh, what's the kid? Stewie? No. Chris. Chris, yes. All right. Oh, it's so good. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. As, do we, as, as Chris and Meg both do it. I think. Okay. I'll double check. Go ahead. Keep going. Was, it, was, it was fun because you, you see – because first, first of all, uh, we find out that uh, Samuel Jackson, which I want to talk to him. I want to talk about him. Talk to him. You talk to him too. It's all right. Yeah. But basically we find out his major plan is that he, he's basically anti-global warming. Yes. And the best way to solve global warming is to kill, kill, kill off a bunch of human beings because humans are destroying the planet. I got to say he's not – I don't think he's that wrong. <laughs> But the way he's going about it is wrong. It's pretty wrong. Yeah. So he's developing this thing where he, first of all, he's distributing free phones to everybody in the planet. They have free calls, free internet, forever. So people are going in and picking up these phones for free. And now it's basically the uh, Doctor Who episode uh, with the Santarans. Yeah. Where everybody has the, uh, the Atmos in their cars, the GPS. Well, they do that multiple times, though. Atmos is not just in the cars. It's also in the... The earbuds and everything like that at some point too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. The uh, the the ones the the, the eye patches for the silence, yeah. Yeah. all the things. But basically, now everybody has these phones with these SIM cards in it, and the SIM cards irradiate a neurotoxin of some kind that basically triggers your brain. Uh, yeah, but like the aggression part of your brain while yeah. also shutting off the inhibitions part of your brain, so everybody just starts fighting everybody. Yep. And the testing is this church. So Galahad finds out. He goes to the church, and they turn it on. Galahad's in the church, and uh-huh. they find out his whole thing is much more effective than they ever thought possible. Whether you have a phone or not, you're going to be affected by this, uh-huh. which Galahad got affected by it, and he started killing everybody. And it was amazing. So he, he, he's basically the last person standing, walks <laughs> out of the church. There's Samuel Jackson with the gazelle and everything. And, uh, oh, you survived. Great. Boom, you're dead. I think this is the same girl that was also in uh, Mummy 2. Oh, is that right? I think so. Nah, I'll double check. Possible. So at this point, okay, but before we get any further, let's talk about Samuel Jackson. Okay. What did you think about him as the bad guy? It, it was easy to picture him as a bad guy. Um, I liked his accent with the lisp. That was funny as hell. I wonder why he had and, to have the list. Well, and, I, I can tell you why. Oh, okay. I, I think it, I think first. it was cool and funny to see him with that list, and I think it was awesome to see him continuously, 
Like, there was no slip-up. I was waiting for a slip-up in the movie. Oh, yeah. Where, like, he said an S and there was no lisp. All right. But... He's a professional. <laughs> Damn right, motherfucker. He's Samuel L. Jackson. He's Samuel Jackson. Samuel. Samuel L. Jackson. That's true. No. And it wasn't, like, overdone. You know, some people, when they're trying to do a lisp, they overdo it. Right. Know? But he didn't, he didn't overdo the lisp. This was also going to be trivia, but I took it out because I love trivia. It's become my favorite part of this entire show. So I have too much. So the one, thing I t- the one, one of the things I took out was Samuel Jackson, the first time he read for that role, he had the lisp on, and he did it intentionally because before, he, used, he actually had a lisp when he was growing up. He had to overcome that, and he thought it would be good for the character because every uh, 007 James Bond villain basically has some sort of abnormality about them and he thought all right i'll have a lisp <laughs> just a simple thing that you can do and he stuck with it and they're like that was great keep it wow. we're doing it you know the, the thing i like least about the movie was the lisp though for me really <laughs> I, I it didn't it seemed like why why samuel jackson is is great as he is I, the list to me was just it was very distracting like i know that's not you to sound like and you you can do any role Fine. Did he say motherfucker in this movie? Because that's his like, that's his thing, right? <laughs> he, he likes shouting. He didn't do a lot of shouting either. Shouting and motherfuckers are that's his thing. I don't think those either of those in this movie. Well, I mean, he shouted down to his uh, little minion when she was fighting uh, Igzy. Oh Ixy. right. I can feel like he may have said, "Kill that motherfucker." <laughs> yeah, stop playing with your food. Yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> I I particularly liked the scene where um, Merlin hacks into the system, yeah. and sets everybody heads blowing off, oh, and it turns into fireworks. That's so good. That was, that was that brilliant. Was, the music is like, bum, bum. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's going off. It's like it's a fireworks show. And it was great. At first, the heads started blowing. And it was like heads blowing, you know, and the hats and the helmets and stuff flying. Yeah, and then it turned into. All these fireworks, colorful, off. different. Yeah, it, was yeah. like, it, was, it was like a grand finale. Oh, <laughs> phenomenal. I, I got to say, that's the thing about this movie too. I had seen it before. I knew how it ended, but as I was watching it again, I was stressed out during all the scenes that were like, "Oh, what's going to happen here? What's going to happen?" I, I, I know the mom wasn't going to kill the baby, uh, Eggie's mom, but I was just like, "Ah, oh, hurry up and do something before the mom gets into the bathroom to kill the baby." And then also when Eggie's cornered. And like I'm fucked, and then go back to Merlin in the in the plane. Yeah, me too. I'm like and I forgot. Like how do they get out of this? They have, <laughs> how do they how do they do this? I've seen it before many times, and I was just like I got so caught up in the like oh my god, Dude, somebody how why how about those chips? Ah, oh, then I remember and like I started feeling relaxed, and then once the explosion started happening, I was like oh yes, sweet head explosions, thank you. Eggs yeah, gets the princess. <laughs> yeah, she does. Uh, then he gets revenge on his mom's uh, boyfriend. Yeah, in the Best most way. amazing way possible. Because yes. the, the, the the movie basically ends. Uh, he kills Samuel Jackson. He throws up because he stabbed. <laughs> he saw blood. <laughs> he saw blood, <laughs> which is also a fun. Uh, I enjoyed this scene when he when he killed uh, Galahad, and he almost throws up, and he turns around. Oh shit! Is he dead? <laughs> <laughs> Because I was like, that tends to happen when you shoot somebody in the face. <laughs> and then he gets stabbed, and he's like, oh, no. And then he throws up because he saw some blood. Yeah, and then uh, credits roll. 
And then after credit sequence, you see Iggy, Eggsy, walking into the bar with his mom and the douchebag boyfriend. And same as the intro when we first see Galahad, where it's he's about to walk out and he starts mouthing off again. Okay. Lock the door. Manners. Click. Maketh. Click. Final click of the lock. The man. Turns around. Mug to the face. Ending credits. Oh, so many feel goods. Oh. I like this movie a lot. Yes. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I, I had a, it was a fun, adventurous ride. You know, like I said, the, the only thing I, I, that was hard for me was the lisp. Other than that, everything else I was able to buy into. <laughs> the, the, the McDonald's bit where they were sitting down and eating McDonald's, that was funny to me. Yeah. The, the fact that I think they, they had so much fun with it, knowing that it was not supposed to be super serious, and they, they, they could put those little kind of bits in there to make it more lighthearted and like, all right, there's a... Uh, very self-aware as well. I don't know. Uh, Galahad uh, recommends the uh, top hat to uh, Valentine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. With the uh, the secret listening device inside of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, and he says it. And he's, Valentine goes, man, I can't understand you guys in your language. <laughs> yeah. Are you British? <laughs> yeah, like, British. I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding you. You speak funny. <laughs> and that was so great because him saying that with his lisp. Yeah. <laughs> you guys speak funny. He's <laughs> like, ah, it's brilliant. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, it was. Oh, my God. All right. A lot of fun. Anything else about the movie you want to talk about? Anything you didn't like or like that we hadn't covered already? He pretty much covered up all the good stuff. I mean, honestly. Oh, what about the where he meets the princess? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, we, we glossed over that. But, yeah, basically, after all the heads explode, uh, the behind him is the prince, one of the princesses, or the princess that was kidnapped. And uh, she's like, let me out of here. And he goes into like, oh, well, if I other would give me a kiss. Like, oh, if you let me out of here, I'll give you more than a kiss. I'm like, oh, all right. And then, oh, no, everybody's killing each other in the world. I got to go save the world <sighs> first. Yeah. Then he comes back. And as soon as the world is saved, he picks up a bottle of champagne. <laughs> Two two wine glasses, and as soon as he picked them, like, ah, oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> but he couldn't unlock the door. Yeah, yeah. he needed Merlin's help. Merlin yeah. helped him in, and then Merlin sees through the glasses what's happening, and respectfully closes the monitors. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, spoiler alert: in the second movie, mm-hmm. they're still together. Yep, him and the princess. <laughs> It's, Why don't you just tell me about it? I don't need to watch it. No, now. you do. It's, it's at the beginning. The, the first scene, you know they're together still. Yeah. You yeah. So I'm not spoiling anything. It's all good. Yeah. But it's it's fun. It's a fun movie. Basically, okay, for the second movie, if you haven't seen it yet, all you need to know is that it's basically Kingsman in America. So we have the Kingsman in the UK, and in America we have Statesman. And where they're named after Knights of the Round Table, in true American fashion, we're named after alcohols. There's a whiskey, tequila, champagne. Those are their code names for their for the yeah. American version of the Kingsman, which is the Statesman. It's 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 fun. It's a fun movie. I enjoyed it, and I couldn't help but watch it after I finished watching Kingsman because right. like, oh, I got I need more. All right. So then, the new one that's coming out is a prequel to the original Kingsman. Yes, I believe it's how the Kingsman got started. If, really? If I, if I recall. Oh my. I, I I'm, I'm trying to avoid the trailers because if it's something I really want to watch, I don't watch the trailers. 
so I can go in fresh and be like, oh, yeah. But anyway, that's why we watch the movie. And that's why you should watch the movie. If for nothing else, of good times. It's hard for me to avoid trailers. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I have to go home, don't I? Yeah. Oh. Is that? And, and the cowboy wow. trailer. Wow. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's something yeah, right You see what I did? Yeah, that's yeah. what you did. Very good. <laughs> see, the thing about it is, is this. <laughs> Silver <laughs> Bullet Express. Yeah, right? You know how, like, the film... It was supposed to be a parody off of like 007. Right. I feel like this in itself had a form of some sort of parody off of real life as well. What do you mean? Like, okay, there's got to be a, um, a specific, um, uh, you know, you know, like the Kingsman shop, right? There's got to be a place like that in London the same way. Well, actually, this is also going to be in trivia. What? Uh, during and in the lead-up to World Wars One and Two, the British intelligence service often used tailor shops as fronts for their activities. Oh, what? Mm, yes, that's a bit of trivia. Oh, since you brought it up, but oh, I'll get nice. to more trivia in just a minute. But first, that was our opinion of the movie. We have lots of opinions, but zero credentials, like I said before. Now let's hear from people who actually have credentials. The critics. We're going to start with the bad reviews first, so we can get them out of the way because they're probably really bad and don't know what they're talking about. Jake Coyle from Associated Press. If ever there was a semi-entertaining movie that sabotaged itself with tasteless and misogyny, this is it. What? Uh, I didn't get misogyny here. No, neither did I. I mean, the, I guess the husband or the, the, the yeah, boyfriend. Yeah, but he gets beat the crap out of himself because of it. Yeah, and they, they don't make him out to be the, a good guy. They make him out to be your dick. Yeah. This is not the way to treat people. Exactly. If anything, this is, like, this is how people should be acting in the appropriate way. I think. Yeah. But whatever. Jake Coyle. You suck. Uh, Wesley Morris from Grantland. Any sense of triumph is purely at the level of stunt craft. The rest feels less than the sum of its moving parts. All right. Moving on. Uh, Peter's... Wow. Subsiansky from RogerEbert.com. He had bad reviews. I don't care what his name is. Uh, it sounds fun in theory, I guess, and there are some entertaining moments of rude irreverence here and there, but the giddiness gets a bit tedious after a while. Disagree, you suck. All right, Richard Roper. Oh, Richard Roper. Oh. Chicago Times, or Chicago Sun Times. Uh, on day one of filming, they must have thrown away the moral compass and taken a group vow to splatter our sensibilities with stylish, gratuitous violence, and one... Wait, what? Moments after another. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, Mary Ryanstein from US Weekly. The set, the set pieces. What? The set pieces manage to both bold and old. The set pieces manage to be both bold. All right. A bloody shout out to <laughs> Kentucky Church. However, it's just cold. The bloody shootout. Oh, who cares? All right. This is poorly written. Uh, it's good review though. Who cares? Uh, Bill G. Ebery from New York Magazine. Kingsman is not a film for ge- for gentlemen. It's for us, the great unwashed, bloodthirsty audience. It's an immaculately engineered, laugh out loud appeal to our own depravity. Okay, I'm okay with that. I really am. All right, Rotten Tomatoes game. This is part of the story. Make everybody guess the Rotten Tomatoes score. Mm-hmm. For those of you unfamiliar with the Rotten Tomatoes scoring system, it's from zero to 100 amongst the critics and the audience. Zero 
to 59 is rotten. 6084 is fresh. 85 and up is certified fresh. Let's take a crack at what you think the audience rated this Ooh. movie. 73. Ooh, 73 for the audience, all right? I'll go for even 60. 73 and 60. The audience rated this movie at 84. Wow. That's really high. Wow. It's fresh. 1% off from Certified Fresh, but it is fresh. Now, the tomato meter, the critics. Mm-hmm. Or do they rate this movie? 70. All right. I was going to stick with my 73. 73. Oh, well. Well done. Tomato meter is 74. Oh, wow. Look at you. Wow. You beat me both times. How we get to <laughs> And I went first on the second one? Fresh. Yeah, you went first on the second one. Yeah. It's a double fresh movie. I think the first wow. double fresh movie in, in a, a long time. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you look at the movies you've done recently. Well yeah. done. Yes. This is going to be a little tough for me. Why? Let's see if it's easier for you guys. Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> We love Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman. They are fan- fantastic additions to any movie. Usually, uh, they make bad movies better. In this case, it's uh, I, like I said, I already showed my hand. Uh, this is a great movie. Yeah. Could they make this movie better by putting in Paul Giamatti or Gary Oldman into one of these roles? Hell yes, dude. But you got to take that person out. So that whatever ro- whatever uh-huh, awesomeness uh-huh, they brought uh-huh. to it, you got to take that out and replace it. Dude, yeah. All right, what do you got? Okay, so the 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 dad, the dad, the Lancelot. Of no, not that man. That's a lot. Uh, of the boyfriend, Exy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exy's boy. Exy's mom's boyfriend. Yes. Okay. Have him take out. Put Gary Oldman in. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Or we, actually, both Paul Giamatti or Gary Oldman. I was going yeah. with Gary Oldman. Uh, I mean, uh, Giamatti well, for that for yeah. that role. Okay, and then um, uh, I would say we could easily take out because okay, this is this is at any point in time in their life, right? Yes, you, you, that's the thing. I feel like uh, you could change their age to fit this. Okay, so remember know. when? Uh, remember when uh, Gary Oldman was just starting on? You know how young he was? Sure. Okay, put him as that uh, anticlimactic guy that was uh, turned the, the turn the, the turncoat in the film. Mm-hmm. The one that ended up taking the bad side side. Bad guy side. Oh, the uh, the agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the the recruit. Yeah, have Charlie. him as have, have Charlie? him. Yeah. Okay. Charlie. Have him as Oldman, and then have Jumati as the dad or the ex the boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like Jumati as the, uh, the the stepdad type figure guy. Oldman, it's hard for me to place though. Yeah, I concur. I guess he could be Lancelot. Which Lancelot? The dad of. Oh. Uh, the one that the, the one that takes the bullet the the, the grenade in the beginning no the guy that no, Gary Oldman could be Lancelot the the one that died he got sliced in half sliced oh, in half. oh 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 <clears throat> yeah because he also can't take Mark Hamill out of there no he can't it's tough man yeah. All the, uh, this is brilliantly cast brilliantly cast maybe who played Lancelot at the beginning. Uh, I don't remember his name. Checking, he, but he's he's a he's a famous actor as well. Yeah, which I was, was like, he was, he was good. after he died, I was like, that. Yeah, I mean, I I recognize him, right? And after he died so quick into the movie, I was like, well, that was a small role for him, right? He's, he's got an Andy Garcia kind of look to yeah. him, but it's not Andy Garcia. Uh, I don't know. So is is that that's what we got? Any other? No. James Spencer was Lancelot in that Jack part. Davenport. Was oh, Lancelot. you beat me to it. Yeah. 
He's the guy that was in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, he was. Yeah. He was uh, Norrington. Yep. The one that was supposed to marry uh, Kia, Kia, Kia Knightley. Kia Knightley. Yeah. All right. Pop it. Pop it. Polly. Why'd you go say a thing like that? <laughs> All right. Now, trivia, the, my favorite part of this show. This is the part where I give you guys a little bit of information you might not know about the film. This one's a little bit long, but it's fun, I think. In the movie and trailer, when the new Kingsman recruits have their first night's sleep interrupted by a deluge of water pouring into the dorm, on set, the scene went horrifically wrong. As writer, producer, and director Matthew Vaughn recalls, I shouted, action! The computer got it wrong, and vroosh! Everyone was 20 feet down underwater. Cameras, sound guys, guys were in waders full of water, panic, everyone diving in and pulling people out. The set painstakingly planned and rehearsed using height markers and computer programmed water tanks washed away in nearly a biblical flood when said computers went rogue. <laughs> Those actors weren't acting. They were absolutely terrified. <laughs> Did they keep any of that footage for the movie? Yes, yeah, that's what you see. And then they're like, ah, that was that was real. <laughs> that's brilliant. Uh, see, during up in okay, I told you about the uh, uh, Taylor shops. In this movie, Professor James Arnold was played by Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. In the comic series, Hamill is a first celebrity kidnapped by Doctor Arnold. Oh, lovely. Huh? Uh-huh. This one was great. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Colin Firth, as Galahad, did 80% of his own stunts. Nice. According to stunt coordinator, James, or Bradley James Allen. That's cool. I yeah. love that guy. All right, Money Makes the World to Go Round. Let's put this film in perspective of other films that were released this year so you get a feel financially held up to its peers. The budget for this film was $81 million. What do you think the total worldwide gross was? You want to go first? Or you want to go first? Uh, it doesn't matter today. All right, then I'll go with three hundred and seventy. Mm-hmm. Let's go with uh, four eighty. Four eighty. Oh no. Okay. In the U.S., this grossed one hundred twenty-eight point three million dollars. Foreign box office two hundred eighty-six point one million, with a total worldwide gross of four hundred and fourteen million. Mm, very well. Ooh. All right. Maestro gets it finally. Yeah, a little bit. This film debuted on February, in February of 2015, with $36.2 million. This was the 23rd highest grossing film of 2015. Want to take a guess, number one? 2015? 2015. Oh, was, it's probably one of the Avengers movies, right? No, it was not. Harry Potter's? No. It is a chain. Transformers? No. Toy Story? It is a chain based off the very first movie we did on spoilers. Really? Jurassic World. Jurassic World. That is correct. Good call. All right. Yeah. This movie made me want to buy a glass umbrella. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> An umbrella, uh, cufflinks, fancy glasses. A bulletproof suit. All the things. I, 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 I need an umbrella like that. I actually have one like that, except the handle is broken, so it oh. doesn't have the curve. It's just... Ah. Manners maketh man. But you know what? I'm going to buy a replacement umbrella for that. But before before I buy it, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go on Amazon.com. But before I go to Amazon.com, I'm going to go to our website, ratpack.productions first. Click on the banner on our homepage, which will then take me to Amazon. I can shop as normal. I can buy 
an umbrella. I can buy cufflinks. I can buy lighters. Why and lighters? Because they're grenades. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to buy grenade lighters on Amazon, but anything I buy on Amazon, a little percentage of that goes to support the show and doesn't cost anything extra. So you should do the same. That was 2014's Kingsman, The Secret Service, directed by Matthew Vaughn. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers or ratpack.productions. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Spoiler Show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email, spoilers at ratpack.productions for any questions, opinions, or movie requests. Please rate and view the show on iTunes or I think it's Apple Podcasts now. I should update the script at some point. If you write us a review and give us a recommendation for a movie, that movie goes to the top of our list and watch it before anything else. Next week, there's a movie coming out. Yes. With Harrison Ford. I think it's called Call of the Wild or Call to the Wild. It's about Harrison Ford's dog. Oh. Oh. But it has Harrison Ford. So we're going to do another Harrison Ford movie. Yes. This is from 2011. Okay. Also starring Daniel Craig. Okay. 007. See what happened there? No. He I was. Wa- I refuse this. No. Nope. 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 All right. We're combining 007 and Harrison Ford to bring you Cowboys and Aliens. Which I just discovered watching it today. It's a play on Cowboys and Indians. No way. <laughs> yeah, I was late to the game on that one. It's fine. I get it. But it's happening. We're going to watch it. And uh, you'll hear it next week. <laughs> so thanks for hanging out, everybody. Thanks for playing along. Until next time, I am Adam. I'm Mr. And I'm Cowboy. Yay. Yay. Still. What? What?